Mediated Conversation on SAFM. 28 minutes now to 9 the time. Good morning time for your Mediated Conversation this morning. Yesterday you heard a conversation about the decision by the Umsunduzi municipality to pay 27 million rand to the football club Royal AM over the next three years. There's been huge controversy over this. The DA has gone to court to say the council should not be spending money on a football team when it doesn't have enough money to spend on social services. The municipality says it believes this is a good investment and will result in more economic activity in Umsunduzi. At the same time, the business of sports sponsorship is huge. Many companies do it, and it seems it does bring huge rewards. Look at the amount of sponsorship around the Springboks during the Rugby World Cup, for example. This comes from companies that feel they will benefit from the sponsorship. So then how does this work? What do people get in return for a sponsorship? Should councils be spending money on sports teams? Well, first this morning, you'll hear part of the conversation we had with Lulumila Mapolaba, the uh, municipal manager for the Umsunduzi local municipality. Then you'll hear from the owner of the football team, Maritzburg United, Farouk Karidodia. Maritzburg United were sponsored by Umsunduzi no longer. We'll find out what impact that sponsorship and the decision to retract it has had on Maritzburg United. Then the business of all of this. Strand Campbell is the CEO of the company of Leveragee. What do companies get in return? And finally, the impact of this, particularly on football. The founder of Ideski TV is Nkululeko Nkewu. We start then with that clip yesterday from Lulumila Mapoloba, the city manager of the Umsunduzi local municipality. And I asked, why is Umsunduzi spending so much money on Royal AM? It's not a, a new development, uh, Stephen. The municipality it, it has been sponsoring uh, Peter Marisburg United. In fact, had Peter Marisburg United not been relegated, the matter would not have happened. So council felt that they needed a PSL team. The, 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 the $37 million is for three financial years. So if Real AM were to be relegated at the end of the season, for instance, the sponsorship ends. So it's designed in a a similar fashion because of the socio-economic uh, 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 issues that the PSL team brings in in, in a municipality. If you go to Mbombela, you have got TS Galas. If you go to Pulugana, you have got Sekukuni. You have got Pulugana City. If you go to Etewin, if you go to the city of Cape Town, they play great roles in terms of developing the, the, the cities. But that's like saying that Mungo Ung has suffered because Bloemfontein Celtic have disappeared, which is what they bought Royal exactly. Air. But never mind. But, but, but here's... Recently, Stephen, you saw what the EFF posted. They wanted Bloemfontein Celtic back. They wanted Makufe. They wanted that. Because they, these things, they bring lots of socioeconomic development into the, into, into the area. So, so we, we, we recently were hosting the city of Cape Town of Hoxie, Netball South Africa. We okay. hosted... So those initiatives, uh, Stephen, are some of the things that by the Constitution we are expected to do as a city to develop I, the, the I, local economy. I don't, I don't know if a local, if the Constitution insists that a council supports a football team, Lulamila. I mean, I mean, it won't say a football team. Yeah, it but... It will talk about socio-economic development. It won't say a football team. But, I mean, does... But there are various initiatives, Stephen, that you do... To, to ensure that your city develops various initiatives. Mm. If, 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 you, if, you, if, 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 for instance, Kaiser Chief is coming to play in Peter Marisbeck, mm. you know what happens the number of people who are in that particular city, the, the, the petrol stations, the uh, hospitality industry would benefit and all that. Those are initiatives. Okay. 
sure. that you, you, you do as a city. It's not only that it's a football team, whether it's cricket, whether it's rugby, whether it's that type of, 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 of a sport. Sure. Lul- so it's not one initiative. Lulamila, I mean, there's another way to look at it, which is that you don't have the money you need to provide services. Does Shonam Kize really need your money? We would not have hosted the World Cup if that is the attitude. City of Cape Town would not have hosted the Red Bull South Africa if you say, Kailicha, Etlanga, Kukuleti, there must be that. There are a lot of initiatives that you bring in to ensure that there's development in the city. Okay. But does Shonim Kize really need your money, Lulamile? I mean, that argument so still stands. It's not a question of Shonim Kize. It's a question of having a PS. Let's leave the character Shonim Kize. Let's leave. We have been sponsoring Peter Marisbeck United. They were, you never called me into an interview. And this deal is the same. Let's not be, be obsessed with an individual called Shonim Kize. The issue is that the city says that we need a PSL team in the city of Peter Marisbeck to be based here when the Peter Marisbeck United was relegated. Had Peter Marisbeck not been relegated, this issue would not have arisen. So let's not be obsessed okay. with Shontisana. Let's leave Shontisana. It might have been Amazulu, it might have been Kevatid, it might have been any other TSL team. Lulamila Mapalola speaking to us yesterday, the city manager for the Umsunduzi local municipality. You were there, CFM, 22 minutes to nine. You mediated a conversation about sports sponsorship continues well. You heard in that conversation Lulamila referring, referring to Maritzburg United, who is no longer sponsored by Umsunduzi. The owner of Maritzburg United is Farouk Kadodia. Farouk, good morning. Good morning to you, Stephen, and all listeners. It's a pleasure to be on your show. What kind of sponsorship did you get from this municipality? What happened when they withdrew it? Look, I think it's a long, uh, long process. Yeah, how we got the how we got into the uh, support of the municipality was more interesting to understand. Uh, I heard your conversation earlier with the uh, MM of the city. Uh, I think it was important to understand that uh, we served football for 11 years before uh, we uh, looked at options to see how we can get support. Uh, the municipal support uh, began post-2010 when the World Cup stadiums needed support, uh, uh, needed to use their stadiums. And we were invited by Nelson Mandela Bay uh, to play five, five matches in that particular season that's post-World Cup. And this is how we uh, began to engage municipalities as far as support is concerned. And eventually in 2014, there were long negotiations with Nelson Mandela. They were looking for a team to be relocated to be the home team at uh, Nelson Mandela Bay. And uh, eventually uh, those negotiations were on the basis of uh, uh, a win-win situations where the municipality would have got a return of investment and uh, the club would have had the kind of financial and the infrastructure to uh, get the benefit of playing at Nelson Mandela Bay. And, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, while we were in negotiations, we had Msunduzi that came across and we're very reluctant for the team to relocate from Peter Marisburg to uh, uh, Nelson Mandela Bay. And that's when we got uh, first engagement with Msunduzi to uh, understand exactly that uh, what would be our benefit, what would be their benefit as the city. And uh, I think what was important for them 
to uh, I guess the city to understand that uh, over the years we had our own uh, business model in promoting football in the city. You must know that in 2003 is the first time that uh, PSL football okay. uh, was uh, entertained in Petermansburg. All right, Farik, the context is important, and thank you for that. I'm going to sort of just get to the chase a little bit if I can. Um, what? So, sure. so you received money from the council. What do you think the city of Umsunduzi got in return? What do you think? What benefit flowed from that sponsorship to the actual whole city? I'm talking about economic activity, uh, people coming to support uh, the teams playing against you, all of that sort of thing. What kind of benefit do you think Umsunduzi got in return? I think our support base was phenomenal. Uh, we created a vibe of a Friday night live uh, soccer matches where I think in all our 15 games. Uh, you know, we had an average of 10,000 people at the stadium. And that was, I think, the main uh, economic boost for the city. Uh, without people coming to the stadium, uh, there's no way that uh, you can justify an economic benefit mm. for the uh, city. And I think that was the key, the key factor that we had as far as uh, people uh, benefiting out of uh, the uh, tourism, uh, the um, uh, business sector, and uh, that's where the main benefits were. Uh, besides the fact that the uh, city was portrayed on the national TV and the name of Marisburg, uh, Marisburg United in Peter Marisburg was also one of the uh, factors that was considered at that time. So uh, for Marisburg United, we firmly believe that we, uh, we've given the city a return of investment. Okay. And when they withdrew the sponsorship, I mean, you got relegated and that, and then they withdrew the sponsorship after that. Uh, do you believe that was the reason? Do you think there's something else? I mean, do you think they wanted to just move to Royal AM instead? Look, personally, you know, I can't comment too much, but I firmly believe that uh, in the aftermath of all whatever has happened, I firmly believe that these uh, talks with another team was uh, taking place well before we got relegated. Uh, the fact that we suffered more for 20 years to get kicked out of the stadium was uh, another issue. And then when you want to talk about uh, a wastage of uh, monies, uh, we requested that we share the stadium in the first division mm. uh, together with the uh, uh, Royal AM. Uh, like many teams in the country where two PSL teams sh- uh, share one stadium or a PSL team and a first division team share a stadium, that would be the ideal situation. Now uh, we've been deprived of that situation and the city are keen on spending 10 million rand to renovate one of the uh, uh, stadiums downtown, that's the Lauddale Stadium. Now, that's unnecessary money that's been spent. Okay. Um, so if you're in the first division and you're no longer in the PSL, do you believe the city, do you believe Umsunduzi should still be sponsoring you? I mean, would there be a benefit to that for them? Look, I don't think that those figures will be, uh, should have been the same. I, I'm a businessman and I firmly believe that the only thing that what we would have uh, asked for is that allow us to play in a good field, allow uh, uh, whatever little you can give us to encourage us to get back into the PSL. That's the uh, most important thing. Uh, I don't think we should be snubbed and just kicked out the way we were kicked out. And I mean, obviously, without that sponsorship, so you don't have a proper field at the moment either, difficult to get promoted back into the PSL now. Of course. I mean, the bare fact that we are playing our home games uh, in Claremont, which is uh, 80 k's away from uh, our base, 
uh, is a setback for fans. Uh, fans have to basically come with the uh, initial cost to travel to Claremont. And, you know, uh, I must tell you, uh, Stephen, that uh, football is not like uh, a, a concert. Uh, people don't uh, just jump ships. If, if you get a brand, you get a support base, that's loyal to you. And you cannot expect these supporters just to be uh, changing over to a new team overnight. Well, uh, I suppose that's why I still see so many Bloemfontein Celtic stickers all over the place. Farouk Kadodia, thank you very much indeed. Uh, the owner of Maritzburg United, currently playing in the first division. Just gone a quarter to nine. The time your mediated conversation continues here on SAFM about the business of sports sponsorship. Stron Campbell is the CEO of the company Leverage, and they, of course, work in this, ev- in this area. Stron, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. To you and your listeners. Thanks what? for having me. So, okay, uh, some parts of this relationship are simple. A sponsor gives money to a football team or a rugby team or whatever it is. What do they get in return? Well, it all depends, Stephen. Um, it depends on on what and how they use the sponsorship. Um, on the surface, they get awareness, they get um, an, a media value, and they get access to rights, amongst uh, other things. Uh, the usage of players, um, uh, the ability to 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 do certain things in and around that team or competition. So it all depends on on how they want to use it, basically. What they can't do is sell their sausages and claim they're backing the Springboks, right? <laughs> they can't do that, no. <laughs> okay. Is there something in the power of sport that other events don't have? So I imagine a company could sponsor a music event or even a band. We've seen that happen before. But is sport where the real sponsorship sort of value is? Um, again, it will depend on, on on what the brand is looking for. But sport provides you with with typically larger larger audiences, um, especially the big three sports in particular. So it gives you large bases to reach, um, and it provides you with um, what sport does bring is is an is an element of of tribalism of some sort in, in a good way, you know, uh, communities that get together um, and that, that connect with each other. So you're able to tap into um, like-minded, like-minded people and fans who are, um, who are willing to have conversations with you if you arrive there and, and, and add value. Um, it must lead to some interesting, I mean, I can just imagine a situation where you would have, I don't know, the MTN Cobras versus the Vodacom Vipers or something. I mean, don't you get brand clashes in the middle of these things? <laughs> so you, are you asking uh, what what comes from that? Well, no. I mean, isn't that a problem for the brands? Because now it's two brands sort of, you know, being mentioned in the same breath all the time. No, I don't think it's a problem. It, it, will, it, it will come down to... How each of those respective brands are, are using that sponsorship to make to make it work for themselves, um, and you may have brand A um, just just being there, and brand B actually doing things that uh, that actually add value to that to that fan base and that community that connect with them, and deriving far more value. So, it actually, all depends on again what what they do. Sponsorship is a is a platform, not a channel. Um, and if you use it to to power your marketing uh, channels and your program, it can be really powerful. So it, uh, it comes down to um, your your strategy and your execution of what you're doing. It's not cheap, right? I mean, it costs quite a lot of money. It ranges, Stephen, um, and depending on the level of of property you're associating, uh, associating yourself with, um, and depending on the tier of sponsorship you come in at. 
So, um, you know, you, you, you'd be able to get in as a supplier, for example, um, and and still have the right to do things, but then also move all the way through the ranks to to your headline partner of, of an entity, and that obviously costs more um, and, it, and it ranges. So what happens when your team wins and what happens when your team loses? I mean, if you sponsor a team and they do well, okay, everybody loves you. What happens if you end up doing badly? Could you end up losing money? Um, it's always helpful to for the team to be winning. It, it, there's no doubt about that, um, and that's that always rubs off. But I think um, the the best sponsors are the ones that are, are in it for the long haul and that have programs uh, that provide um, commercial and brand benefits that don't need a team to win. Um, so you know, a, a program that actually. Um, that, that that provides their customers um, with 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 value. So that is, is overcomes the, um, the 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 need to win or lose. But of course, when 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 the times are good, um, you will have more positive conversation around uh, that team that you're sponsoring. So imagine many companies will face a choice. They'll have a certain amount of money for sort of advertising and sponsorship. And they could spend that on advertising and they'll know what they're going to get. Why do they spend it on sponsorship when they don't always know what they're going to get? What There must clearly be an inherent value in the sponsorship you don't get through advertising. There's some sort of power in it. Yeah, I mean, well, we're in the business of this and we really believe in, in the power of it. And and what, what, we, what we say is that sponsorship allows brands to connect with people to the things that they love. Um, and and that's the inherent benefit. So the power of sponsorship is is being able to have conversations with people um, in the chase in in the places that they've chosen to be um, within their leisure time, where they where they're choosing to spend money and choosing to um, uh, have their attention on something. Whereas advertising, you, in, in, in for the most part, you, you're pushing out messages and 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 hoping for the best. You you you, you require amazing creativity to really cut through. Whereas in sponsorship, um, uh, you, what, what you're doing is you're getting a shortcut into somebody's attention, and in particular, sport um, is one of the last one of the last avenues where you're actually still able to have live um, audiences tuning into something um, and the ability to to be able to um, communicate with them. Uh, again, if, if you're arriving there, Stephen, and, and actually having something to bring to the table, and and not just having your logo on 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 the surface, because then then you effectively you're buying you're buying media, and it's mm. not very different from advertising, if that makes sense. So it's a bit like mixing mixing your your product with editorial. Um, you could say that, but uh, yes, um, it's 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 basically being able to bring your brand and your messaging into a space. Um, where where people are are willing to listen to you if if they don't if you, if you're arriving authentic authentically there then people are willing to listen to you so it's all about how you show up um, mm. and and if you're tuned in to to the thing that these people care about. Strawn Campbell, thank you very much indeed. Really do appreciate the time. CEO of Leverage. In a moment, Nkulelekun Kewu, the founder of Ideski TV, the business of sports sponsorship. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continue your mediated conversation around the business of sports sponsorship. Nkulleko Nkew is the founder of Ideski TV. Nkulleko, good morning. Hi, Stephen. Morning to the listeners as well. 
How important is sponsorship for a football team? What happens if they don't get it? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Premier Soccer League, um, you compare it with other leagues. There's so many teams that are... In, the, in our league, there's so many teams that are 10 years old or younger. Um, and there's very few few teams that are 30 years old, whereas in other leagues, it's normal uh, to have teams that are 100 years old, 50 years old. Um, well, there is dire consequences when teams don't have sponsorships. And that's why, or when they don't have sufficient financing, really, uh, most of the teams are leaving um, on the basis that their owner is a millionaire and is able to fund it. Uh, now, this is um, this is very difficult because you, you want people, like Farouk was trying to allude to, you, people don't just shift and change teams. The reason why you have so much of a fan base um, concentrated on Chiefs, Pirates, and Sundowns is that those teams have existed for three decades, four decades. At least you can trust that tomorrow they will still be there. With a lot of teams, eventually the owner loses their source of income, they don't have sponsors, all of a sudden there's no longer Bloemfontein Celtic, which is tragic. It's tragic. Um, Bidvest Verts doesn't win a league title in 97 years. And on the 97th year, close to 100 years, they win the league in 2017, and tomorrow they're gone in 2020, which is tragic too. It's like, yo, the team was here, and now it's not here anymore. And that's usually just linked with finances. So there is dire consequences. And also, it, it, it creates this mistrust with these teams because... Once upon a time, there was Bay United galvanizing people from the Eastern Cape. Mm. They're not there. In Popo, once upon a time, there was Dynamos galvanizing people um, with the Tsonga fan base uh, to say, come to Guiani. This is a team that speaks language that you can identify with. Tomorrow, it's not there. It lasts maybe for five years, ten years. Tomorrow, it's not there. So it's very risky. I mean, there was Highlands Park. Uh, once upon a time, there was Drama Cosmos. Once upon a time. So it's 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 a life. I'm I'm, a, I'm I've been a Chelsea fan since I was nine years old. Mm. If they were to cease to exist tomorrow, what would I do? It would mm. be tragic. So mm. it's very difficult even to galvanize a fan base uh, because we know that these teams that's out of thin air, they no longer exist tomorrow. And um, so it's for a new team like Royal AM, if they don't get sponsorship, this also shows that it's really important. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. It is important, and I think. We have to be sympathetic to some extent with the Msundus in municipality, although I think journalistically you were asking them the right questions. It, it, is, it has been consistent that they were sponsoring a top-flight team in Marisbeck United, and then as soon as they, they no longer became a top-flight team, they then sponsored Royal AM. And this is the same thing with all, even the World Cup stadiums. Um, we cannot um, say with certainty whether or not there's anything behind the scenes that's happening in terms of embezzlement or whatever, but we, what we've seen, the pattern is that somehow, somehow someone has to use those stadiums. It's a multi-billion rand stadium when it was built. There's no team maybe in the Eastern Cape or in a certain province that has the stadium. They then have to find a mechanism through which they lure a team. That's why Chipa United moved from Filippi, which is Cape Town where I'm from, and then they moved to the Eastern Cape. They are now permanently based in the Eastern Cape because there was a deal between them and the Nelson Mandela Bay municipality because some, somehow those stadiums have to be used because they are big and they are costly. And, of course, they are beautiful. So there must be some event that happens there every week or every second week. or Otherwise, it will be years sure. with not being used and, and you've spent billions on them. Um, so also for football teams, I mean, if you get sponsorship, you have to win, right? I mean, Maritzburg's problem was that it got relegated. You have to win to keep the sponsorship. 
Unfortunately, that, that's the case too. Um, and sometimes in other cases, you can win and not get a sponsorship because uh, the sponsors can see that you don't have a fan base. So it's a tight balance. Yes, you have to win definitely 100%. And winning doesn't always guarantee that you will have sponsorship. Uh, that, that is the punishment to Marisburg United um, that because they were relegated, uh, they lose that sponsorship. And that's why Farouk, in your conversation with you, in his conversation with you, he was saying or conceding that, well, um, I'm not going to say they should have left me, but at least maybe have a lesser amount. If it was 9 million per year, 27 million for three years, maybe then it could be 3 million per year, whatever. Like the punishment must show that we have now lost or we're starting to lose and we are no longer on television every week. Therefore, we, we are losing that sponsorship. So you have to somehow win and even winning must be done over a sustained period. And in order to win, you must have money to buy players. And now, if you don't have sponsors, you don't have the money to buy players. So it's interlinked in many ways. And Kulekun Keo, thank you. Founder of Idiski TV, really do appreciate the time this morning. My thanks also to Stron Campbell, the CEO of Leverogie. Uh, Farouk Kadodia is the owner of Maritzburg United and starting us off today, that clip from Lulumila Mapaloba, the uh, city manager of the Umsunduzi local municipality. Well, I hope you learned something from that. I did. We will, of course, be back with you tomorrow for the Friday edition of SAFM Sunrise. Always good to hear from you. Don't forget tomorrow your story of the week as well.